What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events. It's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes! My name is Alan Davis. And I'm thrilled to death that you are with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As after accepting the Savior, one needs to prepare himself for the day of judgment. Talking about this in Luke chapter 12, Jesus said this, starting in verse 42. Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth, I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But, and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to beat the men servants and maidens and to eat and drink and to be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him and at an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in sunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not, and did commit things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with few stripes. The Bible says this about Rehoboam in Second Chronicles chapter 12, verse 14. And he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. Rehoboam did not prepare himself. And notice the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. And notice the words in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. And notice Paul's words in Romans chapter 14, verse 12. So then, Every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Are you 
preparing yourself today for the day of judgment? Reaching out to families throughout this area, it's prophecy time. Your faithful prayer and financial support continues to make a difference. Thank you, faithful supporter. May God richly return your giving many times over is my prayer. From It's Prophecy Time. May this Christmas find you closer than ever to Jesus. It's Prophecy Time. The It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled, The Ruler in Israel, the Assyrian, Part 2. And our text today is Micah chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, which say this, Now gather thyself in troops, O daughter of troops. He hath laid siege against us. They shall smite the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek, but thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Therefore will he give them up till the time that she which travaileth hath brought forth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of Israel, and he shall stand and feed in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall abide, for now shall he be great unto the ends of the earth. Verse 5, And this man, Jesus Christ, the individual born in Bethlehem, shall be the peace when the Assyrian shall come into our land and when he shall tread in our palaces. Then shall we raise against him seven shepherds and eight principal men. And they shall waste the land of Assyria with the sword in the land of Nimrod in the entrances thereof. Thus shall he deliver us from the Assyrian when he cometh into our land and when he treadeth within our borders. So here we see the Assyrian spoken about in Micah chapter 5 verses 1 through 6 three times. And if we're going to be able to make headway and understand the Assyrian, in the context of Jesus Christ, here in Micah chapter 5, we are going to have to look at the parallel passages of the Assyrian in a future context. And the first one is found in Isaiah chapter 30, verses 30 through 33. And they say this, And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard, and shall show the lighting down of his arm with the indignation of his anger and with the flame of a devouring fire with scattering and tempest and hailstones. For through the voice of the Lord shall the Assyrian be beaten down which smote with a rod and in every place where the grounded staff shall pass which the Lord shall lay upon him, it shall be with tabrets and harps, and with battles of shaking will he fight with it. For Tophet is ordained of old, yea, for the king it is prepared. He hath made it deep and large. The pile thereof is fire and much wood, the breath 
of the Lord like a stream of brimstone doth kindle it. So if we are going to be able to understand Isaiah 30, verses 30 through 33, which talks about the Assyrian, we need to understand the Russian simply because the Russian invasion is going to be very similar to the defeat of the ancient Assyrian that was defeated in the days of Hezekiah by one angel smiting 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. And so it was an unsuccessful military campaign against the city of Jerusalem by the ancient Assyrians. And the Russians that we spoke about yesterday in Ezekiel 38 and 39 and other parallel passages will be unsuccessful and conduct an unsuccessful military campaign, especially against the city of Jerusalem, in a future context similar to the ancient Assyrian. The ancient Assyrian was unsuccessful. The Russian campaign in the future will also be unsuccessful. Now, notice here in Ezekiel 38, verses 21 through 23, what it says. And I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood. And I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon many people that are with him an overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself. And I will be known in the eyes of many nations and they shall know that I am the Lord. So in Ezekiel 38, verse 22, it talks about the method of the defeat of the Assyrian here as an overflowing rain and great hailstones, fire and brimstone. But we know that the historical ancient Assyrian fell by one angel smiting 185,000 Assyrian soldiers as they slept. And when they woke up in the morning, they were all dead corpses. And this statement in Ezekiel 38:22, as an overflowing rain, great hailstones, fire and brimstone, is very similar to Isaiah 30, where it's talking about the defeat of the Assyrian with the flame of a devouring fire, with scattering and tempest and hailstones. So these are parallel passages. And here it's talking about in Isaiah 30, the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard. And if we compare that with our other parallel passage that we looked at yesterday, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up or raptured up into the clouds. And another parallel passage that we need to understand of Isaiah 30, verses 30 through 33, is our main text for today, Micah chapter 5. And if we skip down to verse 12, it certainly seems as if we see the nation of Israel getting saved here. And I will cut off witchcrafts out of thine hands, and thou shalt no more have soothsayers. 
Thy graven images also will I cut off, and thy standing images out of the midst of thee, and thou shalt no more worship the work of thine hands. And I will pluck up thy crows out of the midst of thee. Our second parallel passage of Micah chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, is Isaiah chapter 31. So we saw there a moment ago Isaiah chapter 30, verses 30 through 33. Now we're skipping over to the next chapter, Isaiah 31, verses 6 through 9. Turn ye unto me from whom the children of Israel have deeply revolted. For in that day every man shall cast away his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which your own hands have made you for a sin. Then, when they get saved, shall the Assyrian fall with the sword, not of a mighty man, and the sword, not of a mean man, shall devour him. That's talking about Jesus Christ coming out of heaven. But he shall flee from the sword, and his young men shall be discomforted. And he shall pass over to his stronghold for fear, and his princes shall be afraid of the ensign, saith the Lord, whose fire is in Zion, and his furnace in Jerusalem. So if we go back to Micah chapter 5, we see that this man, in verse 5, Micah 5, 5, shall be the peace when the Assyrian shall come into our land. So in Isaiah chapter 31, they're getting saved. In Micah chapter 5, we saw there a moment ago, they're getting saved. It is describing their salvation. They're casting away their idols of gold and their idols of silver. My favorite text on the Assyrian is here in Micah chapter 5. When the Assyrian comes into the land, this man, Micah 5, 5, shall be the peace when the Assyrian comes into the land. And our fourth major text on the Assyrian is found in Isaiah 14, verses 24 through 32 as we need to understand the relationship between the Assyrian and the Babylonian. We had in the past 10 or 11 programs on the Babylonian in Isaiah chapters 13 and 14, and the Assyrian is found here being defeated on the mountains. Now let's pick up here the Lord of hosts, verse 24 has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand, that I will break the Assyrian in my land, and upon my mountains tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off them, and his burden shall depart from off their shoulders. This is the purpose, so we got this unsuccessful military campaign in Isaiah chapter 14, where we see the destruction of the Babylonian, in the context of the return of Jesus Christ, when the Antichrist, the king of Babylon, has the nation of Israel in captivity, who is very closely connected to Lucifer here, and is talking about the Assyrian. The Assyrian came first. He was chopped down. Here in verse 25, that I will break the Assyrian in my land and upon my mountains tread him underfoot. 
Then shall his yoke depart from off them and his burden depart from off their shoulders. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out upon all nations. For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? In the year that King Ahaz died was this burden. Rejoice not. Here's talking about the Assyrian being defeated upon the mountains, that the nation of Israel should not rejoice, whole Palestina, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's root shall come forth the cockatrice, and his fruit shall be the fiery flying serpent. So the Babylonian is coming. He's going to have a successful military campaign against the nation of Israel. Historically, the Assyrian came first. As it relates to the city of Jerusalem, the Assyrian had an unsuccessful military campaign against Israel in the city of Jerusalem, but the Babylonian, under the leadership of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took the nation of Israel in captivity, had as part of his kingdom the nation of Israel and Jerusalem. So Nebuchadnezzar had control of both the nation of Israel and Jerusalem, and so too the Roman Empire had control over the city of Jerusalem and the land of Israel. And here is talking about the Assyrian being broken in the land in the latter part of Isaiah chapter 14. It was unsuccessful, but the Babylonian is successful, which leads to the coming of Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to notice our, our fifth text on Babylon is found in Jeremiah chapter 50, verses 17 through 20. The Babylonian and the Assyrian spoken about here together again, Jeremiah 50 and 51, talking about the last of the nations being destroyed by these mighty expert arrows. And here we see the Assyrian and the Babylonian spoken about. Notice what it says starting in chapter 50, verse 17. Israel is a scattered sheep. The lions have driven him away. First, the king of Assyria had devoured him. So we see here and need to understand that the Assyrian did have success against the northern kingdom, taking them into captivity. But as it relates to the southern kingdom in the days of Hezekiah, they were defeated by one angel smiting and killing 185,000 Assyrian soldiers as they slept. First, the king of Assyria hath devoured him. So they came first. And last, this Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon hath broken his bones. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will punish the king of Babylon and his land as I have punished the king of Assyria. And I will bring Israel again to his habitation, and he shall feed on Carmel and Bashan, and his soul shall be satisfied upon Mount Ephraim and Gilead. Notice this, verse 20, Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 20, in the context of the Assyrian and the Babylonian, In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none in the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found, for I will pardon them whom I reserve. And if we understand that the nation of Israel gets saved in the context of the Assyrian or the Russian, and we know in Ezekiel 39 verse 22, so the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day and forward, and Ezekiel 39, 29, Neither will I hide my face any more from them, for I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, saith the Lord God. 
that in the days that the nation of Israel is saved, this is where things are going to be picking up. In the days of the Russian invasion, they get saved first. There's an unsuccessful military campaign against the nation of Israel in the city of Jerusalem. But the Babylonian comes as a peacekeeping force. The individual who negotiates the treaty in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, is the one who breaks it. He's broken his own treaty in Psalm chapter 55. But today we saw the Assyrian. We certainly need to understand all five passages. Number one, Isaiah chapter 30. Number two, Isaiah chapter 31. Number three, my favorite passage at Christmas time. All that this stuff is talking about here in Micah chapter 5. Then Isaiah chapter 14. The Assyrian came first. They were chopped down. The Babylonian came second. They were successful. Then number 5, Jeremiah 50 and 51. The Assyrian came first. They were chopped down. The Babylonian came second, a Nebuchadnezzar-like invasion and conquest of the nation of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. That's Revelation chapter 11 and chapter 12. These events that precede the coming of Jesus Christ are going to be very Assyrian-like and Babylonian-like. The Russian comes first. The United States comes as a peacekeeping force as it negotiates treaties around the world. But at the midpoint of the tribulation period, the leader of Babylon changes his mind, invades Israel, and reestablishes the old Roman Empire for a period of 42 months, as many of these Middle Eastern countries are going to fall at the midpoint under the leadership of a beast and an individual who is empowered by the devil himself. Maybe today you see your need for Jesus Christ and you would say, yes, I see myself as a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ did die for my sin, was buried, rose again from the dead. Pray something like this, dear God, I do believe in the simple gospel and receive you now as my personal savior. Amen. It's prophecy time. If you just prayed this prayer, we would like to rejoice with you and encourage you in your newfound faith with Jesus Christ. Please call 646-314-3625 so we can send you a booklet that will help you grow in the Lord. Reaching out to families throughout this area, it's prophecy time. This was the first year that Jeremy was going to spend Christmas away from his family. A new job forced him to move away and getting back for the holidays just wasn't in the budget. It was shaping up to be about the loneliest Christmas that this 25-year-old ever faced. He still put up his tree and decorated it even though no one would probably see it. With everything closed on Christmas Eve, he decided to stop by a church he passed by. You see, Jeremy really wasn't brought up in a Christian home, but being alone this year, he thought to himself, maybe he'll meet someone. What else does he have to do anyway? As he sang those wonderful carols and heard the real Christmas story, he indeed no longer felt alone. A warm feeling came over him as he realized for the first time that Christmas was about Jesus coming to earth as a baby and his purpose was to save mankind. It was the best present Jeremy ever received, the gift of eternal life. From It's Prophecy Time. 
you have the best opportunity now to reach our great city for the Lord Jesus Christ. Our ministry is located in the Bronx, an area in great need of the Savior. You can help get the precious gospel message to our city by giving to its prophecy time. Please prayerfully consider what you can give. Go to itsprophecytime.org or send your donation to It's Prophecy Time, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.